0: You're listening to WDBX 91.1 FM, Community Radio for Southern Illinois. Thank you, Paul, for another wonderful episode of Light on the Law. My name is Tree Song. I'll be your host for Your Community Spirit. I'm on a little early, but we're going to get that started in a few minutes. We'll have Your Community Spirit. In the meantime, I think I'll keep us going with a little music. This is one of my songs I often play for Your Community Spirit since it relates to the theme. But this week, I'd like to send this one out to my wonderful fiancé, Grace, who's actually sitting out in the lobby here. This one is called End of the World by Danny Dollinger. And it's, it's about the end of the world, but it's about spending the end of the world with the people you love. So this one goes out to her.
1: I've got a job and I've got a lot.
0: for the end of the world. This is Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. We're going to pause a moment here to get oar on the air, and then we'll be back with some more Your Community Spirit.
1: My heart to my soul. Watch the energy flow.
0: All right, we have someone with us on the line here. Can you hear us, or? Good day. That's yes, good. We can hear you, too. Can you hear us well?
2: Well enough, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you're in another country, but not <laughs> too bad.
0: Yeah. Well, I may actually be in another country, unless you've you've made adventures... Uh, to this country.
2: (laughs) It seems like it's a week of renewable energy. It is um, the beginning of summer, right? Yeah. Summer solstice.
0: Beginning of summer, summer solstice. We've actually kind of got that as our theme today. I mean, it was... Originally, as I was preparing for the show, I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll include some extra stories about renewables because of the solstice and the energy fair, but it turns out that's what they're all about.
2: (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> it's,
0: a, it's a very sunny day.
2: There you go. I mean, one of the one of the things is the Renewable Energy Fair up in Wisconsin. It's the Midwest Renewable Energy Fair. Yes. And this is the actual first year since 1997 that I've missed it.
0: Yeah, I was wondering about that. I know since you're off overseas, I know you probably wouldn't make it, but I, I wasn't sure. It seems like you've made it every year I can remember.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and also, it's the anniversary of my, um, you know, my U.S. company, Advanced Energy Solutions, June 4th. So I usually go to the energy fair in Wisconsin to learn but also to celebrate the fact that my business is still in business. (laughs) Yeah. And it's still in business even though I'm not in the U.S. So, (laughs) so it's like...
0: Yeah, that's a good sign.
2: Yeah, a couple a couple installations happened last month. So um due to having some really good local guys working with me so
0: Well cool and that's a good sign yeah. that you know solar is doing well too. <laughs> One of many signs.
2: So, yeah, so my company celebrated 15 years this June. The energy fair which began in 1990 is celebrating 25 years. Wow. And so the 25th annual energy fair is happening this weekend in Wisconsin, and it's the largest and long-running renewable energy and sustainable living event in the nation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: happens every year right at the summer solstice. They have, well, just just the fact that they have over 200 workshops. You have to pay to get into the fair, but then the workshops are all free. They do have, like, extended workshops. If you want to do a half day or a whole day, that costs money. But the 200 workshops they have, sustainable agriculture, um, solar energy, um, you know, wind, um, clean clean transportation, how to convert electric car. Um, I don't know if my friend Ryland is this year. But last year, he actually did a workshop the whole weekend where he converted a motorcycle to electric, just a continuous going workshop all weekend. Hmm. So, how oh, cool. Yeah. And so I am very disappointed that I'm missing that because, well, it is a fun time. I always learn new things. I reconnect and re-energize with all my peeps. You know, they have nationally renowned keynote speakers. Um, we could actually, actually one year, I think we did do a whole half hour show on the energy fair.
0: Yeah, I think we did because so. I think you called in and we <laughs> talked about it. You talked about what was going on there. I still haven't made yeah. it out there. I mean, hopefully sometime in the next couple of years I will. Uh, but it sounds like one of those events I've been to where, there's just so much going on that you wish they were you could split into ten copies of yourself and this one goes yeah, to that workshop. Very record. much so. Yeah.
2: I mean usually I wanna say there's eight or ten workshop tents hmm. that hold, you know, hundred fifty to two hundred people that go simultaneously. So yeah, you do have to choose you know, they have different tracks, so like you could have the the you know, sustainable um agriculture track. And so you could just stay in there learning about um, raising, you know, beef cattle or doing bees or organic gardening. Or or you could do the basic solar track. Or there's the educators' workshop. There's one tent that's just for educators. So, anyway, um, MidwestRenew.org. You go look at it and... Um I don't know if this year but in years past they had a bus that went from Chicago there for a very minimal fee. Mm. So it is well worth the weekend. Yeah. And then they also have music in the evenings and food and uh, it's Wisconsin so of course there's the beer tent. I mean mm. again,
0: the beer tent probably a cheese tent too. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> just like and there's you know, there's a few hundred free workshops and a few hundred uh sustainable living uh exhibitors. And um this is the first year my company hasn't had a booth there well, since two thousand. Two thousand was the first year I had a booth. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Just doing too much stuff, can't keep up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well there's a lot of solar to be done out there, um yeah, sounds like amazing weekend, and really ambitious people could still make their way over there now if they're not there yet. Uh, if not, you just got to put it on your calendar for next year. For it's right, it's always right around the summer solstice. It's always right, you know, the closest weekend there.
2: Uh, and it started this morning at nine o'clock. I mean, officially, but there are people who go just for one day because it is overwhelming. There is so much t- to do. Um. Yeah, you can't handle the whole thing. Yeah. Did you know that people around the world are actually helping me put solar? Tomorrow's the day. I'm just trying to segue into the next one, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People around the world are doing solar now. Yeah, so this Put Solar On It Day supports clean energy solutions. The solutions to the climate crisis are available today. We simply need the public and the political will to implement them. Clean energy is urgently necessary, abundant, and becoming increasingly more affordable. That's why on June 21st, that's tomorrow, the Climate Reality Project is joining 12 other organizations in a day of action to support clean energy solutions and show our commitment to bringing solar power to communities around the world. Now, I don't know if you caught this from the title, but it's like the saying, like, put a ring on it, it's put solar on it. If you like it, put solar on it. So if you like your community and you like your planet, it's time to put solar on it. Now, if you don't already have plans for it, don't despair. Here are a few last-minute ways you can get involved. Um, If We could send you the... If you email us at info at yourcommunityspirit.org, we can send you the links to some of these details. But for the day, they've got people sending President Obama an email thanking him for putting the solar panels back on the roof of the White House. You might also want to slip in some comments on environmental policy while you're emailing him. Just my own personal viewpoint there. And you can share information about Put Solar On It by using the Put Solar On It hashtag. You can do photos of events that you do, talk about what you're doing to promote solar and promote clean energy. You can discover by going to some of the links. Now I'm
2: old enough to know that the hashtag was called the pound sign.
0: Yeah, back in ancient times <laughs> the hashtag used to be called the pound sign. It's a little it looks like a little little tic tac toe board. It's got two lines, one. Or line, we used lines, it to
2: say number too.
0: Yeah, it's the number sign, the pound sign. But now yeah. in the internet era it's the hashtag. Hashtag <laughs> put the solar on it. <laughs> yeah, so there's all sorts of ways to Get involved. You can go to climatereality.com. You can go look at the hashtag, put solar on it. Basically, whatever you can do to educate yourself and encourage others to use more clean, renewable energy.
2: I mean, the reality is solar is affordable. Anybody who says solar is not can continue to pay their electric bill Mm -hmm. because it is cheaper to put in solar than to pay electric bill. Yeah. It's clean. It's powerful. I mean, the cost of solar panels has plummeted 60% since 2011. And for anybody who is waiting for it to get cheaper, well, it's not. The price is going back up because of the demand. And the number of solar installations keeps growing. I mean, the U.S. now has enough solar install capacity for 2.2 million homes. You know, so... It's very, very doable and affordable, and it's not cheap, but it's more cheap than your electric bill. Yeah. Is that a word, more cheap?
0: Cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and it's. I I like the fact that they picked this holiday to do it, too, because, you know, the sun is at its fullest right now. Well, I mean, technically the earth is tilted at the right angle for the sun to fall the most on us. But hey, you know, lots of sunshine. Longest day of the year is coming up, so perfect time to start thinking about how powerful the sun is, and how we can use that to solve our our climate crisis, our energy crisis, and get some clean, affordable energy.
2: This is the this next one. He's the guy who owns Tesla, right?
0: Yeah, he's the guy who owns Tesla Motors. He's he's some sort of, I don't know, green superhero at this point.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, how do you say his name? Elon Musk? Yeah, Elon Musk. Elon Musk wants to revolutionize solar panel production. Thanks in part to Elon Musk, the world's biggest and most advanced solar panel factory could be built in the U.S. in the coming years. Now, the Silicon Valley entrepreneur... Fresh off of announcing, this is very interesting. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but um, he just announced an effort to cause growth in the electric automobile industry by literally opening up access to hundreds of Tesla motor patents. He did that last Tuesday to to push the clean tech envelope even further, and then he now he is chair of the solar panel installation company Solar City, And so not only does he own uh and involved with Tesla Motors, which, I mean, think about it. Here's probably the leading electric car manufacturer in the world, just made readily accessible to anybody hundreds of patents. Yeah, They're just basically, here's how we do it, and maybe together. Because, I mean, to be honest, electric cars are a very small part of the world market. And I guess he's saying, if we're going to compete against each other, it will never become a significant part of the world market. Yeah. But if we collaborate and create open source information, it will... Significantly shift the world market. So that's one news story. And then the other news story is uh, Solar City bought um, bought a solar manufacturer. Actually, two solar installation companies did. Um, solar City is one, and then Sunrun I think is the other one. They both bought major um, solar manufacturers to um i guess close the loop and create a virtual a ver- vertical installation company so they install it now they also own the manufacturer and so
0: yeah that's pretty amazing i mean it makes me wonder what, how he gets enough time to you know sleep and be with his family and stuff you know doing all these things
2: yeah but and yeah. i mean they're, they're working on making, you know, more highly efficient solar cells. I mean, the only difference in the industry is people say, you know, why don't I wait until it's more efficient? Well, a system, if it's properly designed to produce enough power, now, and five years from now, the only difference will be, it might be five percent less space on your roof, but you just lost five years of power production.
0: So. Yeah. Well, that's good though because I'm I, I'm glad that he's recognized this issue of how it's you know we need to increase the amount of solar in the world because a lot of people don't still don't recognize that even though it seems like common sense to me. It seems like, in addition to the fact that he's a businessman and just trying to make money, he's also trying to think in terms of how it can be used to create more solar.
2: And I mean. He's looking at it also from just a pure business point because um, as far as I, everything I've seen, it's the only industry in the world that's growing by double digits. Yeah. I mean.
0: Yeah, and you know, he knows, I guess he knows the value of, uh what's the term, vertical integration too, like having... You know, we install and we create the panels, and he, he knows that if he can do all that in one, that he can have a lot more efficiency as a business.
2: And, I mean, obviously people think it is the way of, you know, the future, the way of the now. If um, you can do a online campaign like the, this company did on a product that's not even available yet, and raise, you know, a couple million dollars in donations. Yeah. Hmm. Did you know that you can give them $50 and they'll give you a mug?
0: (laughs) It's an expensive mug.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, well, I'm just saying. I mean, um, but people, you know, if Okay, I think you should probably read it, and then I can go off on all the problems with it.
0: Okay, well, (laughs) should I? We've got another one, too, first, if we want to talk about the, the electric bus.
2: All right. Um, This magic bus recharges while you date for your fare. Now, electric buses are great, but you have to deal with all those wires strung through half the cities. Now, batteries could solve the issue, but then there's the whole charging issue because it takes a long time to charge up batteries. Yeah. Buses need to keep going all day, every day. Massive battery capacity requires massive batteries, which take up a massive amount of space, and when they run dry, your bus is out of commission. So, cities can't afford to have their buses parked half the day. In big cities, of course, they run 24 hours a day. Now, let's see. Researchers at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology have developed an electric bus that can recharge itself in just 15 seconds at a stop in what's called flash recharging. It's a green infrastructure alternative that provides buses that are not only zero emissions, but also free of cable tethers. That was the old joke. It says, electric car gets great gas mileage, but who can afford the extension cord? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, um, in major cities, what they used to do with electric buses or, you know, the old trams is they had the overhead electric wires, right? Yeah. And that's how it operated. Okay. Now, of course, those overhead wires can be a major inconvenience to the residents of buildings where the wires are attached. Now, in this bus, the batteries on board the bus have twice the energy of an electric car battery, but are small enough to fit on the roof. Now, the idea is they don't have a huge battery bank because the bus pulls into a charging station, a robotic arm on the roof zips up and engages, and gives the battery 15 seconds of recharging time, about the same amount of time as it takes for passengers to board and exit the bus. So each time a bus stops at a bus stop, to load and unload, it gives it a little boost of energy. The project sounds perfect for buses that have, by necessity, make frequent stops at often short intervals. Now, one of the good things about a quiet bus system with no point source pollution is, of course, cities don't have to deal with the pollution. And while the details are still vague, sprinkling charging stations throughout a metropolis sounds like a far cheaper option than building subways and surface rails. Plus, deploying this sort of machinery on a massive scale could have trickle-down effects. Hmm. And of course, as the technology matures, who knows? It could pave the way, pun intended, for autos as well. Yeah.
0: Hmm, Yeah. Well, it's—I mean that's sounds like a really good idea, you know, because the buses can just go a little while and charge, go a little while again, and you get to switch to all electric without as much wire. It's pretty good. It's a lot more practical than this <laughs> this last story, which we'll just talk about for another minute or two. You already mentioned it, but the, it's the solar roadways idea. Now, I, I wanted to mention it just because they—it's gotten such attention, you know. They had two million people donate to it. The original goal was one million, and the idea is basically to have these little hexagons that are solar—you know, sort of big solar panels covered in glass, and then you pave a whole road with them. Yeah, uh, for
2: you're not talking about solar freaking roadways, are you? <laughs> yeah,
0: solar freaking roadways. <laughs> but yeah, two million dollars—it uh, was the most ever. Uh, the most funding ever for a crowdfunding platform, Indiegogo. And all 50 states and 42 countries have submitted to the thing. But then there, there's these concerns about the practicality of it, because there are a lot of issues of practicality. You've got cars driving over the panels. You've got, you know, the, if the panels get scuffed, they're not going to get any light anymore. So it could all oh, just Wait, be... I'm
2: supposed to come up with all the problems <laughs> with it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean... The thing is, is this is a viral um I mean just their video there's has been viewed more than fifteen million times since it was published in May eighteenth. Okay? Yeah. Now the main the main issue with this is I mean from my point of view, I went there, I, I keep track on Indiegogo of all solar projects and I've funded quite a few of them. This one I didn't give any money to because, number one, they didn't say how much it would cost to actually build. Number two, they didn't have a viable product. They had a test product. But the main thing is is they didn't provide me anything. Usually, like, I funded a a movie. I funded a book. And you get a product. You get something. You get value for your money. I don't know how all these people got convinced to, you know, give the money. I mean, literally, you have to give, you know, $50 and you get a mug. Hmm. Yeah. That says, Solar Frickin' Roadways on it. (laughs) Just like.
0: Yeah, well, I think a lot of all they did is a lot of the contributions they got were at the smaller end of things that They went viral, and so there were a lot of people who said, oh, you know, I'll do five bucks for that. I don't know if it works or not, but it's an exciting idea, so I'll do five bucks. And that's how they got a lot of their money. But it is a big question of practicality, I mean. Yeah, I
2: mean, uh, a lot of people, I mean, it's donations. People are donating money for something that they think is a viable product. Yeah. I mean, solar covering a parking lot It's a product that you can buy right now at one, like, one-seventieth of the cost of their product. Yeah. You can now put a solar, you know, cover a solar parking lot. Guess what happens when you have solar as the parking lot? (laughs) Well, cars park over it. Did you know that solar doesn't work when it's shaded? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, here you have a product. That you've spent seventy times an existing product that doesn't work. <laughs> Why doesn't it work? Because you've shaded it. Yeah. If the parking lot is used, it no longer works. You know the same with the road. Here's a product that you're going to put in the road, and you're going to drive over it. And so part a big part of the time it's shaded because while well, you're driving on it. And a big part of the time, when you're driving on it, causes vibrations. And electronics decompose when they are vibrations. They fall apart. Yeah. And electronics don't like being in the ground because there's moisture. Hmm. So those are just three major things. Yeah. People are giving money to a vision of something when they're not, I mean... On the tech list people are just exploding about how idiotic this is, yet people are giving money to it. Yeah. Well,
0: well, maybe next time someone can do uh, viral videos for a more practical project, because I mean, it demonstrates the interest is there. They just need to get it directed towards something that's more direct and practical. Right. But but we'll definitely keep an eye on this story, because we want to see... I mean, the way the article puts it is, we might find out whether or not this just ends up being a tourist attraction for the small town in Idaho where these two inventors live. (laughs) Because if it doesn't work out,
2: that's all it's going to be. If you do a quick calculation, they've received over two million dollars in donations, and with over forty thousand donations, that means the average person gave fifty bucks. Yeah. So you know, there's a bunch of people out there who think that you know. They're donating their fifty dollars to something that they think is exciting and possibly new now what they're promoting is something that's a new product it's not a new product I actually um, they sell pavers like they actually have them here in the sidewalk of uh, a, a thing about a five minute walk from my office mm-hmm. And what are they? It's a, it's a paver about a foot square. It's got a solar panel in it. It's got a light in it. And what does it do? Well, during the day, it charges a battery and at night, it lights up the, the floor of the sidewalk. Hmm. So that when people walk along the sidewalk, it's lit up. This is a product that you can buy now. Yeah. And it's not that expensive. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it it frustrates me that you know people got so hyped up about something that is i mean if this was a viable product and a viable thing there are so many clean tech people that would invest money i mean i'm on investing things where i invest i invested in a company that makes these little solar powered lights mm. that you can send to africa and they're like 10 bucks a piece. And people, you know, buy them like crazy because they need light.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: You know? I mean, if it's a viable product, there are people who will invest in it. But these people aren't investing, they're getting a mug for 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So they're giving donations. So, anyway.
0: Alright, yeah, well we can go ahead and We'll have any updates if we hear about them flopping, uh, (laughs) but we can get on with some of the holidays. Yeah. Uh, Well, let's go straight to the happenings, because, well, we'll mention the holiday Put put Solar on it again is coming up tomorrow because of the summer solstice, which is also tomorrow. So that's the biggest holiday going on in the near future. We've got some happenings coming up. The Friday night fair is tonight from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Town Square Pavilion it's a free community event with all sorts of locally grown produce, there's a food court, there's music, live music from the Gnarly Parkers this week, tonight from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Town Square Pavilion.
2: Saturdays from 9 until noon, the Carbondale Community Farmers Market, located in the Carbondale Community High School every Saturday.
0: Yes, also coming up on Saturday, we have the Green Earth Community Play Day. It's coming up on Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon at the Oakland Nature Preserve. Oakland Nature Preserve is located on North Oakland Avenue near the Oakland Cemetery in Carbondale. They'd like you to RSVP if you do want to attend this. Uh, you can call 618-201-3774 for that. It's a great day outdoors to go hiking or, you know, enjoy enjoy the preserves they have out there because Green Earth does great work preserving all these natural areas around Carbondale.
2: Also happening on Saturday, the WDBX Summer Street Festival. Did you make it to last year's? It was a lot of fun. Yeah. From noon till 9 p.m., absolutely shutting down the block and, you know, obstacle course, live music.